Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino. All right, this is a walking with Wheezy um, emergency NFL conference finals podcast. Um, we'll get into game two, obviously, after we get into game one. Um, we're also going to discuss the Adrian Bronner, Manny Pacquiao fight, and Pete Davidson is back on Saturday Night Live. I'm in the streets right now, uh, literally, with Wheezy, my dog, the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast News Dog. There's only one, only one. I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast News Dog. If you hear helicopters, if you hear honking, if you hear footsteps, that's because we are in the streets with Wheezy, the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast News Dog. Now, game one of the... NFL Finals, Conference Finals, Division Finals, whatever the fuck it is, uh, Conference, AFC, NFC, Conference Finals, I'm all fucked up. I'm I'm, I'm very frustrated right now because I got to be honest, um, I wanted the New Orleans Saints to win. Not that I'm some sort of big New Orleans Saints fan, okay, but I fuck with Sean Payton, I fuck with Alvin Kamara, I fuck with Drew Brees. I wanted them to win, and it's not that I'm some sort of Los Angeles Rams hater. I love that team also. So many of my fantasy football guys were there. Brandon Cooks, Jared Goff, Greg with the third leg, Zerline. Okay? 
These are my guys. These are my winners. They, they brought me to championships and won me championships. Okay? The thing that I'm really fucking pissed off about is that all season long, all NFL season long, we sit here and we watch these fucking games, right? As fans, we watch them, we watch them, we watch them. And, you know, sometimes calls go your way, sometimes calls don't go your way. Sometimes there's replays that go your way. Sometimes there's not replays that, uh, there's replays that don't go your way. But, you hear the traffic? I'm on the streets here. The thing that's fucked up about this, we get to the, the conference finals of the NFL 2019. Okay, we get to the conference final games, and there's obviously a questionable call, okay? I don't know the guy's name, but the New Orleans Saints had the ball at like the 12, third, I don't know, fucking 14 yard. I don't fact check. I'm on the streets. You hear the, you hear the traffic. There's obviously a pass interference. The New Orleans Saints running back was coming out of the backfield. He gets blasted. Before the ball is even catchable by anybody, there's no call. The announcers, I think it was Joe Buck, one of these fucking guys, they're saying it. Sean Payton's going crazy. Twitter's going crazy. And because of these rules, you can't review a call. You can't review a penalty. You can't review a non-penalty. There's no call. It literally cost the New Orleans Saints the fucking Super Bowl. The ball was catchable. And there's no call. And I'm just fucking frustrated because we sit here all season long, watch these games, and then when the chips are on the fucking table, when all the fucking chips are on the fucking table, there can be a play for some stupid reason with no fucking call. So the New Orleans Saints... And the Rams went to overtime because Greg with the third leg, Zerline, who literally won me my money fantasy football league. He, he won me a game. I love him. He kicks a football. Games goes to overtime. Drew Brees throws an interception in overtime. Listen, I get it. I get it. There's missed calls. There's missed opportunities. But this was for all the fucking marbles. And I'm just fucking pissed off about it. I'm just pissed off about the inconsistency of these replays. And they take so fucking long. Why do we as fans watching the game at home, we as fans uh, reacting on social media, get a quicker response than the actual NFL? I, I, it's like takes minute after minute after minute, five, six, seven, eight minutes to review these fucking calls. We get to the playoffs... And, and this is what we have. So I'm frustrated about that. Okay. Now we're going to get to the second game in a second. The Patriots versus the Chiefs. Inevitably, the Los Angeles Rams won the game. They, they won the football game. Fair and square, I guess. Um, I was happy for Jared Goff. Played great. Made a big throw uh, in overtime. Nice touch throw. And, you know, people were shitting on Jared Goff. His rookie year, people always shit on Jared Goff. They say that he's, you know, just a compliment quarterback. 
and he, he's just a quarterback that, you know, it's, it's, it's a system quarterback and all this. I'm happy for him. Friend of the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. I'm rooting for him. I don't know who's going to win this fucking series, uh, win this Super Bowl. I don't even know to choose from. And one of the other reasons why I'm frustrated is because I am right now a man without a team. I have no team. I have, I have no one to root for. I have no one to actually cheer for. My level of hate for the Patriots has gone down. Okay? And, 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 and I'm, I'm, I'm like a football fan without a team. So I, it's a little frustrating. It's a little disorienting. It's a little confusing. Now, before we go into the Patriots-Chiefs game, uh, last night, Adrian Bronner, who came on the Friday I Am Rapport Stereo podcast, got his ass kicked by Manny Pacquiao. They fought for 12 rounds. I would say it was probably 10 rounds to two, if that. Um, there were a couple rounds that Bronner was more active than Manny Pacquiao, but Manny Pacquiao fought at 40 years old, and he looked like Manny Pacquiao. Adrian Bronner's a defensive fighter. He's a counterpuncher uh, to his fault. And he got his ass kicked. He didn't throw enough punches. He wasn't offensive enough. He didn't bring the noise enough. Manny Pacquiao is, is like, he's like a, like, a, like a relentless pit bull. He doesn't give up. He doesn't stop. His energy is crazy. He just keeps on coming, keeps on going. It was an easy fight. You know, it was an easy fight. Uh, Bronner wasn't ever really in deep trouble, but he got tagged a few times, not rocked. He didn't, you know, he got caught once really good where he was off balance. Uh, but it was a good punch, and it was uneventful. Bronner, who I love to hate, and who did come on the Iron Rapport Stereo podcast, is out of his fucking mind because after the fight that he clearly lost, there's no way that anyone could tell Bronner, including his trainers, his friends, his father, his brother, can say you won that fight. He's the only one who said he won that fight. And after the fight, he said this. Miles, Jordan, please play the clip of uh, Adrian Bronner after the fight saying that he thinks he won a fight that he clearly lost. You hear me walking through the leaves? That's what happens when you do an emergency IM Rapport Stereo podcast. You walk through the leaves in podcast. What did you think about the fight? What you, I beat him. Everybody out there know I beat him. Everybody out there know I beat him. I controlled the fight. He was missing. I hit him clean more times. I beat him. You averaged eight punches. Less than eight punches was the most punches that you had in the round, and it seemed as though you couldn't get it close enough. Like, it already sounded like you was against me. So I already ain't, I already, I already ain't got a fair fact. shake talking to you. But let me talk something. Let me let y'all know. I want to thank the whole hood who came out here. I love y'all. I did this for the hood. Y'all know I beat that boy. Y'all know I beat that boy. They trying to, what they trying to do is they trying to get that money again with Pacquiao and um, Floyd. But it's cool. I ain't worrying about it. I'm still that nigga, man. I'm on top. Cincinnati, stand up. West side. Two, five. You're three, three, and one in your last seven fights. What will you do next? Hey, I'm three, three, and one in my last seven, but I'll be seven, no against you. Well, that wouldn't mean much. That's the end of this interview. So Adrian Brown is nuts. He uh, did not win that fight. If you didn't see the fight, he didn't win the fight. The fight came on super fucking late, at least for me. It came on at like 9.45, which is, in my opinion, too late for a fight, which means it came on at 12.45 Eastern. Um, 
I, I, I don't need to be waiting three and a half hours. Three hours and 45 minutes, actually, because the broadcast, the Showtime pay-per-view broadcast came on at six. So almost four hours later, the fight comes on. I, I, I don't need that. I don't need that. If I'm paying that kind of money, I should get the fight when I'm paying the money. I should have to wait and wait and wait and wait for inevitably an uneventful, an uneventful fight. I don't regret paying for the fight. Um, it was it was a entertaining fight. It wasn't a boring fight. It wasn't a great fight. I would call it entertaining. Adrian Bronner got his ass kicked. Manny Pacquiao won easy. I had it 10 rounds to fucking two. Another thing that happened Saturday night over the weekend. Just as I predicted. Now, I'm not Mr. Predict. Like, oh, I told you so. I told you so. I told you so. Okay? But when I do tell you so, I'm going to tell you that I told you so. So Saturday Night Live returned, and uh, the girl from Mrs. Maisel, uh, marvelous Mrs. Maisel, she uh, she was hosting the pod, uh, the the podcast Saturday Night Live, and uh, I didn't even watch it. Okay, I just watched a little clip of it. Um, I'm gonna watch the whole thing. I'll watch some of it. I usually watch the first half hour up to the news, but uh, I did watch the clip of Pete Davidson who made his return to Saturday Night Live after his most recent suicide threat, which we've documented in detail on the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast. And I said, within the next year, Pete Davidson will be on a Netflix special making fun of his suicide threat. Lo and behold, his first time back to Saturday Night Live, what does he do? He's laughing at the fact that he publicly made a suicide threat. Miles Jordan, please play the 60-second clip or the 45-second clip here. Colin, hi. So uh, you guys are talking about the mule? Uh, no, basically never, no. Uh, I didn't actually realize that you guys hung out together. Yeah, we do, but a lot of times it looks like I'm Pete's lawyer. Yeah. People usually think he's like an NBA coach, and I'm like the controversial rookie. But for real, I've been spending time with Pete uh, to try to show him that you can have a life in comedy that is not insane. Uh, a sober, domestic life. Yeah, and uh, after observing John's life, uh, I publicly threatened suicide. <laughs> I'm sorry, I know I shouldn't make that joke. So yeah, that's fucking Pete Davidson's little clip on Saturday Night making fun of his suicide threat. Once again, no apology. No apology to the fans. No apology to everybody who was like, get better, Pete. We're thinking about you, Pete. Don't do it, Pete. That threw everybody into hysteria. Everybody on social media that was like, come on, Pete. You're going to be okay, Pete. Don't do it, Pete. You go on Saturday Night Live. You never acknowledge what you did in terms of take responsibility. Like, that's fucked up to do that. You just go up there and make fun of the fact that you created an, an entire stir over your suicide threat. This is shit's not funny. It's not okay. I don't know why I'm the only one who thinks that that's not okay. There just should be some acknowledgement, some responsibility for doing that. The New York City Police Department showed up at Saturday Night Live when you did that. Acknowledge that shit. Apologize to them. Apologize to your fans. Apologize to your non-fans. It's not cool. It's not dope. And it's not funny. All right, I'm about to walk into my house, so if the sound sounds a little different, 
Hold on, Wheezy. You hear that? That's the mini, mini, mini fountain outside my house. The infamous mini fountain outside my house that the two cats drowned in. The fountain, a.k.a. the cat graveyard outside the gloom tomb. Stand by. This is going to be a little sound change right here. All right. So the fucking New England Patriots and the Kansas City Chiefs, that game was so fucking crazy, so up and down. And again, there was also questionable calls. There was a kickoff, a punt return with Edelman that was a... Let me just say this. The New England Patriots are going to the Super Bowl. Tom Brady's 63 years old. Gronkowski's a fucking animal. He made the catch of the game. And I don't know how the fuck they do it. And I, I watched the entire second of half of the uh, game, the Patriots-Chief game, phoneless, with no phone. And I haven't done that in so long. And I suggest that we all start watching sports, at least some of our sports, phoneless and textless and social media-less to appreciate the greatness. Like the Super Bowl is hard to do the entire game because it's such a fiasco and the commercials and the party aspect of it. But I'm doing it more often with the NFL, and I did it um, for the second half of the Patriots. Um it was more the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter of the Patriots uh, game. And it's just a good way to watch it. Because I know for, I can say for myself with my phone addiction that you can really get fucked up and not pay attention and not be emotionally involved. And I believe I said the Patriots were going to win the Super Bowl earlier in the season. I think I said that at the start of the NFL season. I don't know how they do it. Um, they're running the football now. They got Sonny Michelle, Sony Michelle. Uh, they got these fucking Burkhead. They got these other guys out there. They're ridiculous. Um, and NFL is fantastic. Um, despite the frustration of all the stuff at the end of the day when the games are played and the stars do star-like things, the NFL... It's fantastic. 